Do you want drama? Kill it, kill it with fire. <laughs> Do you want intrigue? Just three weeks ago was a mild-mannered school teacher, Jimmy Johnson. I was just a regular guy who didn't narrate his life as much back in those days. Do you want insanity? Justin Bieber was blocking the toilet and the shower. Then you want the prop shozel. Every week, Ben and Vicky will be proposing, well, just about anything. Maybe it's a way to save the world. Maybe it's marriage. Or perhaps even just a simple toast. But whatever it is, you can be sure you do not want to miss it. Listen to it live on Sin, Saturday mornings at 11, or at propshozel.com. I would like to propose something. The Elton John Appreciation Society. I'm not sold. <laughs> it takes my... Russell the Pube, see ya! Hang out, hang out. With someone much older than you. Hang out, hang out. I'll need your help to poo. Well played, MILF. Mon dieu, it's Monsieur Mapuse. <laughs> Why have you got three hours to kill to spend <laughs> making twist-high pony legs? Thought we killed this really cute Shetland. Away, Seaboat! Away, Seaboat. Insane Ramblings. Hey everyone, and welcome to Insane Ramblings. I'm Ben. And this is Vicky. And we have a very... <laughs> Final episode for you today. Oh. I was saying that with hesitation because I wasn't sure we agreed on final. <laughs> no, I was just doing the gasp of the viewers. Yeah, I know. We, uh... Because they finally realised that this is a podcast and it just been staring at a picture of us for 48 episodes. <laughs> I was doing the gasp of the listeners, I mean. They're like thinking it's going to change at some stage. Like, <laughs> seven, like what, 40 hours worth of entertainment later? Like, no, I, I guess we caught on that. I'm a bit concerned a that you're saying 40 hours of entertainment, given we've had 48 episodes that generally go for about two hours. Well, there's usually a, a, about 50% of what I wouldn't describe as entertainment per episode. <laughs> and just content. It's content rather than <laughs> entertainment. Okay, but, so after sitting through 80 hours of content and 40 hours of entertainment <laughs> yeah so that some people like that it makes the entertainment more special it's like the highs are higher if the lows, lows are, are lower. low yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's right if you listen to boring stuff yeah <laughs> on your time off so it's like everyone's like oh i'm going to my uh, happy place but like if your happy place is like you know in like if you let's do a better metaphor in heaven or something right okay if you go to heaven and everything is amazing all the time then isn't that what it's meant to be like Supposedly, but I don't know how long you could sustain that for. I think forever, because it sounds really good. But it's like, <laughs> you have to have something bad to compare the good stuff to. So if You're you, just a masochist. Well, it, <laughs> maybe just in my version of heaven, there's one day a week where they remind you of the bad shit that happened to you in your life. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like you get a flashback of a few days of... You know, maybe you were bullied or you stubbed your toe or something and then you're like, oh yeah, that never happens in heaven. This is awesome. <laughs> I think you're aware of that. But also your time on earth compared to eternity will be like a minute. Yeah. So, but don't you think that... So I think if we're comparing ourselves to heaven, mm -hmm. which we are, yeah. we should bat higher than 50%. <laughs> okay. But just say, what's the best thing in the world? Us. Wrong. Bouncy castles. Oh, we're second. <laughs> if you what if I'd said bouncy castles? I'd be very impressed that we're on the same wavelength. <laughs> if you're on a bouncy castle... I don't like bouncy castles. There is definite downsides to bouncy castles. That's what I'm getting at. Because oh, okay. it's, it's, <laughs> it's so fun for, like, 
a very short period of time and then it becomes exhausting. No, do you remember that bouncy... <laughs> incorrect. I don't think bouncy castles are the best thing ever and I don't think you think they are either. I'm just saying that they're a good example of too much of a good thing. No, they're not. Right, because do you remember that time we went to an Australia Day party yeah, we've, that had a bouncy yeah, castle? Yeah, did we discuss the bouncy castle on the show? I don't think so, no. We, this was the same Australia Day party where we met the Chad and there was some confusion yeah, over, racist Chad. over the, <laughs> the um, Southern Cross tattoos and whatnot. Yes, and um, where Ben, where beer reigned, I think. No, that year. was yeah, that was the next year. Following year, beer. I reigned. do. I listened back to that episode where I talked about the the sequel party. Yeah. And I'm because like I saw a Facebook photo of this chick Candy that we were discussing in that episode. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, Candy. And so for those who might have missed that episode, I don't remember. It was a whole bunch of us just hanging out in the spa for the whole day. And there was this drunk girl called Candy who jumped in at one stage in her clothes. And uh, she was just, like, having annoying conversations that we couldn't get out of. But we didn't <laughs> want to leave the spa because uh, it was too cold to get out of the spa. And also we had prime positions in the spa. <laughs> so we would have to fight our way back in. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, there was a really good story there. I just know that I've forgotten about it. And so I'm like, I haven't thought of Candy. And I haven't thought of the raining beer and stuff. I want to go back and listen to my experiences with that day. I listened to that episode. I'm like, nothing happens in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, I know there's a good story. I just failed to tell it completely. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was like Natasha was talking to Candy and she's too polite to say, oh, yeah, can you fuck off now? It's just like she was... <laughs> no one says that. Well, she was too I don't drunk. think it's just, like, impolite people. <laughs> she, but, I mean, it's the kind of thing when you're too polite that you want to get out of the conversation, but you keep asking questions. Oh, okay. You can, you can do that thing where you're just like, oh, yeah, huh, that's really nice. And eventually you're hoping that they'll realise that you don't really want to talk to them and all of they'll get disinterested. And she, she was super drunk, so she wouldn't have been that offended. She wouldn't <laughs> have even remembered that day, I suspect. And so I know there's, like, good stories here, but I just completely failed to tell them. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so the previous year we were at the same party and there was a bouncy castle. But it was the opposite. It was burning hot that day. Yeah, yeah. Because it was freezing on the sequel party, right? Uh, it was pretty cold. It wasn't as, you know, freezing, but it was definitely... We were glad to have staked out the spa. Yeah, it was burning, burning hot the year before, 40-plus degrees. And it we were on fire and... We were on fire. <laughs> Literally, I do say though. so myself. I mean, like... <laughs> no, but, like, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> so we went on the bouncy castle, but parts of the bouncy castle were too hot to bounce upon. And if by parts, you mean all. All of it. It was like <laughs> flaming rubber. <laughs> yeah. So you get on for a sec, you jump around, and then you have to stay... You have to keep jumping. Yeah, you have to stay airborne <laughs> yeah. just to avoid burning your feet. <laughs> and uh, It was like, yeah, it was the bouncy castle from hell. The only way to survive it was to continue to be in the air, like... To stop bouncing meant certain death. Yeah, there might have been, like, a side of the bouncy castle that was providing shade in, like, one corner of it. Yeah. So everyone was probably, like... You, you could know, rest there for a while. Yeah, crowding towards this one side, about to tip over the whole castle or something like that. But that's my point. If you jump on that for, like, a couple of minutes and you put up with the burning feet pain, it's still, you know, reasonably no, entertaining. it wasn't. I think our podcast is more fun than that, I like to think, because that was just painful and confusing. But I'm saying, Which the like, podcast is also. <laughs> that should be our new motto, actually. Painful, painful and confusing. And confusing. Insane looks. If you just say it wasn't burning hot, just, okay. like, t factor that out of it. Why? Uh, because, like... We can't take the... The bouncy castle out of reality. No, but just say... Like, now it's a mythical bouncy you've castle. You've been on bouncy castles before that haven't been boiling hot, correct? 
I haven't been on that many bouncy castles. It's not like I'm a connoisseur. Can you imagine what it would be like? No. Describe <laughs> it to me. It would be like heaven, pretty much, is what I'm trying I to I don't believe you. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just trying to say I think you're overselling bouncy castles outside of <clears throat> their natural environment. But that's why I think people are overselling heaven. <laughs> that's, that's This is what I'm getting at because you're, you're jumping up and down and it's pretty fun for a start. But very quickly you get exhausted. And that's why, like, you see a lot of the bouncy castles set up at, uh, like, a fairground or something, and there's a queue for, you have to wait for, like, six kids to take their one-minute turn, and then the next bunch of six kids go on. Yeah. And so after, like, a minute of fun, that's, like, the maximum that you can handle before you start getting tired and exhausted. But in heaven, you never get tired. You can bounce all day. But I think at some stage, you've got to come to that point where you're like maybe there's there's no comparison you need that downside to appreciate the highs i don't think so i don't i really don't agree when have you ever been like oh lucky i'm sad this will help me appreciate things later uh, not often but yeah. uh, in, in <laughs> slash never <laughs> in retrospect if i didn't have those sad moments i suspect that the high points when you couldn't be like oh this is awesome because yesterday i was weeping my eyes out <laughs> That's not a story about you. At Frodo's death. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was the day after you saw the last Lord of the Rings. I was trying to, I was trying to um, think of a thing that people would relate to as being sad. I'm like weeping my eyes out. Is that a thing that people do? I don't agree. I uh, think we have to agree to disagree on this. Speaking of bouncy castles, <laughs> did I ever tell the story when we went to um, E3 and there was a bouncy castle set up? No, was it burning hot? I can only imagine it wasn't since oh, it was good. inside. You never know. Then maybe they thought it was a thing. They heated it specifically. Yeah, that will make them keep jumping. <laughs> it really was like having your feet shot at that burning hot bouncy castle. I well, was wondering if it was a design feature. They make you take your shoes off to go on these things. I know. Yeah, I think a bouncy castle like it's one of those things that people get uh, excited about, and as adults, you don't get to jump on them Do too much. Do you also remember that really dangerous slip and slide? Yeah, did we not talk about that as <laughs> well? I think so. Okay, well, I'll tell my E3 Bouncy Castle story, then we'll get back to slip okay. and Um So people, like, as adults are like, yeah, Bouncy Castles is, like, a thing that you wish that you could do, but kids always seem to be the ones who are allowed on. So there's been a couple of parties that I've been to in the last few years where people hire Bouncy Castles, and then you notice that if those same people have another party that's never the Bouncy Castle the second time, <laughs> you realise that it's like, well... That was a mistake. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's happened twice it's to me. It's a slight novelty. Yeah, it's fun for like a second. And then the majority of that party, no one's using it. You know? <laughs> but yeah, so I was at uh, E3, which is the video game conference that I went to about a year and a half ago. And uh, the one of like the most awkward things is they have these booth babes, is what they're called. And so oh, they're just, they have them in Tokyo as well. Yeah, they're just promotional chicks who dress in skippy outfits to try and give away free drinks and stuff like that. But uh, one of them had a bouncy castle set up, and the promotion was bounced with this booth babe for 30 seconds. That's so awkward. And you couldn't go into the draw to win a TV. I don't think I could do it. It's too awkward. It's so, like, like prostitution almost. (laughs) (laughs) I just didn't want to be the guy seen doing that. But I, I don't really care about being seen doing it. I'd care about how do I interact with this booth babe in that 30 seconds. I feel the opposite. I'm like, ugh, I'm the creepy guy that's bouncing around with a booth babe. Well, I'm not saying that would be a great part. (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait till people see me doing this. Yeah. See, I I would do it as a girl. It doesn't really matter. Are you going to make small talk with the guy in that 30 seconds? With the girl? Do I have to bounce with the guy? 
That's yeah. Awkward. Oh, you'd you'd bounce with a guy if you were you'd bounce no, with another girl. girl. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, like, if you were in the position of being the booth babe, would you talk to the guy? Would you just wait for them to try and initiate? I probably wouldn't say anything because I'd been at work all day. I just couldn't be bothered making conversation with any person who did it. And you'd be so exhausted so quickly. Yeah. Well. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. Like, she's bouncing all day. You've only got to bounce for thirty seconds. Yeah. You pay attention to these people that do the dancing games at these conferences. Yeah. It's like they're playing Dance Dance Revolution or Dance Central or like whatever. Eight for, hours. Yeah, all day. And you play it for 15 minutes and you get, like, a workout. Those yeah. guys got to be, like, by the end of the day, just, like, half-assing it to the max. <laughs> I was just thinking they go home and start training for Iron Man or something. Yeah, like, I never want to dance again. <laughs> Guilty feet ain't got no reason. <laughs> but I, they listen to that song on repeat. <laughs> but uh, maybe their favourite movie is, like, Footloose. They're like, yes, <laughs> yes that's the town I want to live in. Yeah. They're the opposite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they really hate Ren Parker. They're like, what are you doing? <laughs> You're ruining our paradise. <laughs> but I, I feel like as a guy, if I was forced into bouncing with one of these girls, which I didn't do, but uh, I would be like... What kind of crazy world is that? <laughs> they're like, seriously, no one's taking us up on this opportunity. Like, maybe they guilt trip me into it. Oh, okay. They're like, we just want someone to win this Please, TV. We've got bounce. a free TV, but everyone's All just too awkward. All you have to do awkward. is bounce for 30 seconds and we'll give you the TV. Would yeah. you do it then? Yeah, for a free TV, if I could somehow work out how to get to Australia oh, afterwards. And, uh, yeah, I'd be up for it. But it's like, what do I say in that 30 seconds? Like, there's no, not enough time not to make a meaningful conversation, but... Is that the, what kept you away? Yeah, like, I was... What am I, I going to talk about for 30 seconds? I wanted seconds. to get into our, uh, her relationship woes, but I felt I had to work <laughs> up to it. So I had to go in, like... No way, just jump on. How's your love life? Yeah. <laughs> you don't think... Question I, number one. I'd have to start with, uh, like, six sessions of bouncing before I work up no, to that. how's your love life? One foot on. She would definitely think I was trying to hit on her. So? <laughs> <laughs> so you want to build some sort of, like, sympathetic rapport. You want to friend zone yourself. How, imagine... I'm gay. How's your love life? How awesome would that be as a relationship story? It's like, how did you guys meet? Oh, we uh, bounced together one time. <laughs> 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 you, were, you guys in the uh, Olympic trampolining team yeah. or something? You're like, no, it was a bouncing castle. You guys were around during that massive pogo stick race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah we, uh, we were going to bring it back, but it didn't seem to catch on. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, there was, like, a slip and slide at this party as well as the Bouncy Castle. Oh, yeah, that's right, at this Australia Day party. And it was the world's most dangerous slip and slide. I don't know if you've been on many homemade slip and slides, but that's, like, a fair competition for the most dangerous one. Yeah, they're always they're really always dangerous. They're always incredibly dangerous. <laughs> but this one went down a hill yeah. to a fence, but there was also, like, tree stumps on the way down. Yeah, because it's always, in Australia, backyards, it seems you need a slope to get a good slip and slide. Yeah. But to find a slope of just smooth grass is virtually impossible. Yeah. So you have to kind of weave the slip, like, I don't know, the whatever the material that you're using. Well, well, it was like some sort of tarp or something? Like yeah, it's basically... Um, rubber? I don't know. Yeah, like a thin rubber kind yeah. of thing that you can soap up and water up. and. Yeah, so anyway, you could slide off the edge of this thing and slam straight into a tree trunk. Not just one, we're talking about like several, several to dodge on, on the way, way down. down. Yeah, it was like ski free. And then when you get to the bottom, you pretty much had to slam into the bottom fence to stop. Well, there was like a big pool of water or something, wasn't there? Yeah, but you sort of slid past that. They thought that that would be <laughs> enough, but the slope was such that you just slid through the pool of water and slammed into the vents. See, that's why I was uh, 
not as foolish as you to <laughs> yeah. attempt this. I think I did it several times because <laughs> I was sort of like a survival challenge or something. I felt really tough about it. Like, yeah, I'm going to see if I can dodge all these trees. I'm going to risk my life and go for this. Yeah, it would have been a really silly way to die, but I felt really tough doing it at the time. <laughs> like, had things gone the wrong way, that would have been difficult to explain. <laughs> Do you think if you did die, you could try and explain your death on the tombstone? <laughs> it's like, I think that would be good if you die a uh, embarrassing or like awkward death of some kind to try and uh, highlight it at your funeral. Yeah, that's and quite grave. nice for your family, isn't it? Well. <laughs> for those who get. Uh, yeah, but they, they know me. If I, if I have already said this now... Then they'll be like, oh, that's what he wanted. He wanted everyone to... <laughs> it'll just, like, on my tombstone, instead of, you know, Ben Moore, here lies, blah, 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 it'll just be a photo of me or, like, you know, some kind of artist's <laughs> representation. Yeah, yeah. Of me, like, going head first Punching into it. shark. Into it. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, that, if I died that way, then everyone better know about it. If I, <laughs> I don't know, like, after you punch a shark, then what, he just eats you? <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's like, don't do that. Um. Yeah, like, no, yeah. He really thought he could take on that shark. I don't know... Why he uh, thought he could, but <laughs> the whole homemade slip and slide industry is always going to be... It's not much of an industry, given it's homemade. Well, I've got the uh, experience of at least two or three of these things, and they've always got... But is there like a black market or something? The way you say industry, it sounds like they're like, hey, <laughs> if you've got a backyard, you make a party. I imagine there's some guy that's... Um, Selling crack, but also... He like opens up his coat and there's yeah. some black tarp. On the, on the other side, <laughs> and it's, a hose. it's tarp um, and some uh, laundry detergent. <laughs> yeah. You got friends? You got to need this. friends. <laughs> they coming over? Yeah. You're going to be the highlight of the party, buddy. <laughs> What's the tilt of your backyard? Oh, a good 45. <laughs> That's optimal. But if, uh, if you want the good shit, I can get you this ramp right here. Increase that incline by another 15 degrees, baby. But you're going to need this laundry detergent. Yeah, that'll make you go super smooth. You don't want to try to ride this thing dry. That's Madman's game. <laughs> uh, yeah, like there's always like massive tree stumps, massive rocks, and I've been to ones where... Oh, yeah, there's rocks underneath it as yeah, well. Yeah, so it's like not only are you trying to dodge the stuff by not falling off the edge, but you're going to have to almost go over a jump <laughs> yeah. and like land on like a <laughs> on rock on under your rock. spine. Yeah, um, and, and then, this is what Australians do for fun. <laughs> yeah, it's good times. Um, and then I've been to ones where there's brambles on either side. <laughs> so it's like you got forget like a whole blackberry bush that you got to try and avoid. And like, People get injured seriously. Like I've yeah. got some photos from a few Australia Day parties. It does seem to be an Australia Day theme, theme yeah, yeah, where uh, people The black just, market really hots up around that time. <laughs> people just attempt this and end up half dead by the end of it. What do you think the um, under, like the clandestine slip inside sellers sell in the winter? What's the other what industry? What else do they sell? Yeah. Where it's, it's like maybe they go to... Um, uh, North America and sell slip inside the oh, okay, I see. So it's the, a worldwide trade. Yeah, it's a seasonal thing that they follow around. See, I was sort of thinking they'd take up another trade on the black market in Australia. They, like some um, sort of winter trade. They head to the hills and sell toboggans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was thinking something snow-related or, like, those dodgy heaters that trip o- like tip over every time you walk by them. Like... Yeah, well, cold man, but you don't yeah, have much money. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I think they still Are stay. You my slip and slide guy. <laughs> don't worry about that. <laughs> I still think they say stay in the slide industry. Okay, so they don't move far away. Yeah, so it's like they go to the snow and um, they're trying to sell you some black market uh, skis <laughs> or something. Yeah, 
It's like anything to go downhill as fast as you can. Or maybe they're, That's still, my they're still pitching uh, detergent at the toboggan kids. <laughs> like you can go super fast with this baby. Or <laughs> like oil. <laughs> oil slicks. Yeah. You don't even need snow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let me just oil up this road. Yeah, it's like um, you hear the ambulance chasers are always you know, trying to be on the scene so they can get an interview with their ambulance. It's These guys are following oil slicks. <laughs> so it's like anytime there's a, an overturned tanker or something, they're there <laughs> they're to there. try and sell people to... Toboggan. Yeah, to try and ski down it. <laughs> I, I forget how we got onto this, but I was going to... Uh, talk about the big news of the week what's the big news of the week prop shozel is a gozel is it I'm, i knew that I'm, yeah. <laughs> but your feigned uh, surprise is appreciated thank you well because we can't live up to my real surprise which is like incoherent screaming i was like this is the greatest thing ever i'm so happy do you want to give us a faux reenactment of i can't your... remember what did you say well i got a call from uh well actually i got an email from the uh, sin radio people which, for, just to quickly discuss what the prop shows is for anyone who's missed it, it's a radio show. Which <laughs> well said. Let's move thank on. Thank you. <laughs> which uh, Vicky and I are going to be presenting starting next week. And, you know, not just online, but on the actual Melbourne airwaves. Yeah. And so there'll be actual airwaves involved, which there so far hasn't. No. But, uh, yeah, it'll be good to be able to do a live show so people can call in or text in or ignore us as they currently do yeah that's right it's good to be ignored for one hour a week instead of the entire week <laughs> <laughs> um and so yeah we as you know put out the uh, the pitch episode where it was basically our demo tape the um episode 43 i believe entitled the prop shows all but if uh, you didn't listen to it it's basically me and vicky pitching ideas yeah so the pitch is about pitching yeah. So, <laughs> so you can get the pilot episode already on the podcast. And so we basically propose anything that can be proposed. <laughs> i got to work out how to say propose. Yeah, I think, I think that you show. should really work on that. Yeah, it seems like an important keyword that we might be saying once or twice. <laughs> we had to wait two years while Ben got insane ramblings down. <laughs> in shame? Oh. I know. I'd, in shame. Oh. I, I don't know why we keep uh, choosing titles that my lisp does not appreciate. <laughs> Personal development, Ben. I'm working on it. And so, yes, we have been accepted. And so starting in, well, this Saturday, there'll be a... Depending on when you're listening to this. Yeah, there'll probably be a bit of a break from the regular scheduled Insane Ramblings, but you'll be getting at least one new episode of Vicky and I per week. Yeah, a podcast version of the prop shows. Mm -hmm. And all you can listen live if you are in Melbourne and uh, tuning in at 11 a.m. Saturdays. On Sin FM, ninety point seven. Sounds about right. <laughs> There's also a link to uh, to listen live from propshowsall.com, which you can feel free to check out. Which is basically a new tab on insaneramblings.net. If you uh, have been to the site, you may have noticed that. And so yeah, I got the email saying that the show is being approved, and I called Vicky. Yes, and, and I didn't answer actually. She left me hanging. <laughs> And uh, now, when she finally called back... Several hours later. I sweated yeah, him out. That was for sure. <laughs> uh, she intelligibly screamed at me for like the next 15 minutes. I was minutes. like, this is so great! Wait, sorry, turn your volume down. <laughs> oh my goodness, I can't believe it! This is fantastic! We're going to have the best time! This is the best thing that's ever happened to me! 
And oh, I was, I was, yeah, I was trying to. And then Ben told me we got the show. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to wait for her uh, to respond back to me just in case she changed her mind last minute. So I'm like, uh, I guess that's a yes. I guess we're doing this. Well, I have managed to. Uh, to continue talking without breathing, which is going to be good for the show. <laughs> <laughs> or didgeridoo playing if you ever need to. That's right. <laughs> I've fashioned air gills in the sides of my neck. <laughs> that... So as long as I keep running, mm. <laughs> I can talk without breathing. So is air gills different to the gills of a fish? Yes, because those are for water. But like, uh, so if you go... Land gills, if you will, <laughs> then. If... They both get oxygen, but mine are on land gills. But if you decide to go for a swim, do these gills help you out in any way? No. <laughs> <laughs> so basically you just look like a freak. <laughs> yes, but I can continue talking without breathing. So can, can fish breathe, and breathe, breathe and in talk. and out at the same time? <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't really know how fish respirate, to be honest. I know that it's through the gills from like the oxygen as the water passes over them, mm. but I don't know how they breathe out. Well, they, you, you see bubbles. I'm pretty sure they I guess they blow their out their mouth, yeah. Yeah, I just don't know if they can do it at the same time. I guess so. Yeah, I think so. I was thinking about, like, fishing the other day. Were you? Because, like, it sounds like, in terms of, like, fishing and whaling... Yeah. That's the only examples that I could come up with in my mind. Where the bigger version is frowned upon? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Like, what's the cutoff limit? <laughs> murder and mass murder? Both frowned upon. <laughs> well, um... See, I feel like if the small is frowned upon, usually the large is frowned upon. You never find one where the larger is frowned upon. No, the other way around, you mean. You never find one where the large is acceptable and the little one is unacceptable. No, that's not true. Okay, go on. I find that large is usually better. Like, there's trucks and monster trucks! Yeah, but, but we're, like, not, we're not... We're talking about, like, crimes here, aren't we? No. Okay, explain. Just life. <laughs> so you're saying that the big thing is Usually bigger better. is better, unless the small is already bad. For example... Small bad, murder. Yeah. Big bad, mass murder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Small good, truck. Yeah. Big good, monster truck. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you. I don't know what the... Uh... Small good, table tennis. Big good, tennis. Do you think, do you think regular <laughs> tennis is better than table tennis? I think so, yes. Yeah, probably right. I think so. No one's crowding around the <laughs> garage open. <laughs> oh, nothing we're onto something here. <laughs> And here we are at uh, Roland Garros in the garage of Francois. You know what would be cool is that as, like, the pre-Australian Open... They've the got table a, tennis open. Yeah, they've got a lot of these, like, other tournaments uh, that kind of lead up to it. Why don't we do, like, a table tennis version of it where you would be watching sport all year because then you'd have air hockey season and then hockey yes! season. Yes! And then, like, foosball season and, like, soccer season. This would be awesome! <laughs> <laughs> it's like instead of I don't know who's watching bowling, but then you could do the bumper bowling. Or the, like, or the, or the, uh, so it goes bumper bowling, ten pin lawn bowls, or maybe um, maybe the homemade plastic bowls in the, <laughs> the yeah in the hallway. Me and my brother used to play that during blackouts. That was great. Well, because that was the only entertainment that you could find that didn't require electricity. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We're children of the MTV generation. Yeah. What can we do that doesn't involve electricity? Bowling. <laughs> Your grandma likes it. Is that the only time you ever played it was during the blackout? I think so. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, it's fun, but it's not fun enough to yeah. worry about when <laughs> it's not right. when we it's, have power. If there's bowling on TV, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be hallway bowling. <laughs> Usually we just sit down and watch the bowling on TV. Too. No, I'm thinking like you get your... Um, 
your big high profile tennis players. Not, <laughs> okay, not bowlers. Because typically the uh, the ping pong is is full of um, like Chinese and stuff like that. Well, I'm not familiar with the Chinese table tennis players. No, but they're quite good. Yeah, they're damn good. <laughs> but I, I don't want to see them because I want to see the tennis players attempting ping pong. Oh, well, why don't we do like a Freaky Friday of sports like one year? Yeah, every, okay. Like once one Friday every year, yep. lawn bowlers have to do 10 pin and like tennis players. I want to see those Chinese people play real tennis. So we just switch? Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah. the top t- ping pong players then have to play tennis. And then you get your, like, uh, Nadal's and Federer versing off in, in uh, you know, table tennis. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm up for this. I'm up for Freaky Friday sports. So what is... What? <laughs> As opposed to Friday night sports. <laughs> freaky Friday night sports. That'd be amazing. Or do we get everyone to, like, switch? Like, do we pair up sports or do we just, like, move everyone across one? Ooh, I don't know. I was so, thinking switch. So you switch with your, like... Um, sister sport. Yeah. But say, say something so like... So you've got synchronised swimming, switching with, like, swimming. And then, like, baseball and t-ball. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Softball, maybe. Well, see, maybe they could rotate. And you've got cricketers paying that, like, little... Test match? Yeah! <laughs> that cricket board game. <laughs> and you get, like, the actual uh, commentators. <laughs> yeah, commentating on test match. It'll just be, like, the commercial. For people who have no idea what test match is, there'll be a link. It's, a, it's an Australian board game that simulates cricket. Yeah, and you have to, like, basically it's like mousetrap, sort of, in a way that you just have to press a lever and try and hit this, like, tic-tac-sized ball <laughs> across the field. Yeah, so uh, I think we're onto something here. Yeah, I think so. Who would jockeys switch with? Greyhounds. The horses. <laughs> I'm so excited for Freaky Friday Night Sports. You just, I just imagine the jockey, like, strapped to the underside. <laughs> But also, look, the jockey's running on all fours. In and my the mind. horse has to, like, whip them. <laughs> it could take a lot of uh, extra training. It's yeah. like, why are For we. For one night of sports <laughs> a year. I, I know um, this uh, Freaky Friday switch up is going to be big for the ratings, but. I think Black Caviar has some races to train <laughs> yeah. for that we could probably... Also, she weighs like a thousand kilos. Yeah, I, I, we've trampled a lot of jockeys <laughs> in attempting to emulate this uh, idea. I don't know if it's going to work. <laughs> See, test match, good. Real cricket, better. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I enjoy it, test match. I've never played test match. You never played test match? No, it seems like one of those games that like occasionally people have, but... Like, never play. Yeah, I enjoyed it. But uh, uh, I'm not, like, a huge fan of cricket, so I yeah. might enjoy the board game better. Really? Okay. Yeah. There's a surprise. There's a good uh, a good endorsement for the test match Then people. again, actually, Friday Night Sports would mean we'd have to mix up whaling and fishing. Yeah, so let me get, <laughs> let me get back to this. Thank you for reminding me where, yes. I, where I started. Because it seems like they're the only two... Oh, would we, fish, would we have fish fishing for people? Then my landfillers would be a definite <laughs> downside. If, if we could get them to do that, I'd be uh, all impressed by this phenomenon. But I suspect <laughs> it would be uh, as opposed to even jockeys carrying horses, which will be completely that possible. one's a guaranteed. I know right? that one's worth training them for. But my landfills will hold me back. There's just an extra thing for the hook to get caught in. They'll definitely watch, target did me. Did you watch um, Sequest DSV? I've heard of it. You haven't seen it? No. It was like one of those. What like, did the DSV stand for? Deep sea vehicle maybe oh okay <laughs> it was basically like stargate on a boat underwater oh and so like they were just kind of like you know without the uh, alternate dimensions and stuff but they just like traveled to different was places it a stargate show no no what no what's it called 
It was called Sequest DSV. Oh. So it was basically like a science fiction thing where they traveled around in a, like a, sub- a submarine and like went to different lands in their submarine. Early 90s type stuff. Oh, uh, okay. And uh, there was a guy with gills on it. Oh, was there? Yeah, it's called oh, Darwin. Okay. And he had like weird hexa- hexagons on his face and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just wondering like if you uh, have the gills. Would I also get a hexagon Yeah, do you, does that no? come with the, is that part of the requirement? No. It isn't. He well, just liked that. His, his, <laughs> gills, choice. his gills enabled him to breathe underwater, unlike yours. So yeah. I'm, I'm thinking that yours are pointless. No, it's so I can continue talking endlessly. Yeah, but you seem That's to really do pretty useful. well. True. It's like the the, the down <laughs> side of you not talking. I'm not like, oh, I wish you would. <laughs> Why wouldn't she say anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's a, been um, a whole three seconds while she took in a breath. There's a Tenacious D skit where Jack Black... Uh, does continuous singing. Oh, really? So he does inward singing and then outward singing. <laughs> I'll put it at the end of the episode. That's awesome. And Kyle is like, you know, it sounds terrible. <laughs> it's like the inward bit doesn't even sound really good. <laughs> so he's like breathing in and singing. But it seems like it, like even if you have this superpower, I'm not sure how useful it's going to be. <laughs> well, we'll have to see and find out on the prop shows. All. Okay. Well, so in terms of whaling, yes. it sounds like... It's one of the only... W-H, I imagine. Yeah, what else is there? W-A-I-L-I-N-G. Oh, uh, yes. really in touch with your emotions recently. No, no. Crying your eyes out one day. In terms jumping of... Kind of... Jumping castle the next day. In terms of whale fishing. Okay. We... Like, that seems to be one of the only instances of the adding, you know, the I-N-G suffix to yeah. an animal to create murdering that animal. Fishing? That, well, that's, that's the other one. That's uh, the only two that I could think of. And it sounds like, like, you don't say, oh, I'm going monkeying. Because <laughs> well, like, no one does that, for starters. But, but it's like, what other animal do we systematically well, massacre for sport? But, like, for... Stop monkeying around. Yeah. It, <laughs> that's exactly. What have you done? Like, it, that, that's already a word, and it's got a completely different connotation. <laughs> but it's like, you don't say, oh, yeah, I'm... <laughs> like, what's an animal that people eat? Like, cows pigs, or something. Yeah, yeah pigs. You know, I'm going pigging today. I'm, I'm going cowing today. Chickening. Yeah, like, we... we do kill animals, but whaling sounds way right, more fun. I think a special word. Yeah. yeah, like you would think. It does sound like a sport. Yeah, it sounds like uh, you're like, oh yeah, I'm going whaling. That sounds like a good time. Like, no, no, we're stabbing whales to death. Uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just see you. While I'm going pigging. You're like, oh yeah, you're gonna kill some pigs. No, no, it's... what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what pigging could be. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be playing lose your bacon. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Shaken bacon or something? Shaken bacon. You know that game with the two pigs is dice? Uh, I, th- I think you're Almost thinking... as popular as test cricket. <laughs> <laughs> it's a test match. Test match. This is like so... a very 90s board game episode. The, and I know the <laughs> the shaken bacon. I think you're thinking of making bacon. Making bacon! Which is a position. One of the positions. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to explain this game? It's just a game where there's two pigs. Yeah. So that's what I would this imagine. This has got to be like one of the stupidest <laughs> war games I've ever made. I loved it. If you, were go, if you were to say I'm going piggin, this, this is, is what, what I would assume you were doing. Right. Um, this is just this game where you've got two pigs and you put them in a black sack, I think. They're about like fingernail size. Okay. They're like, I don't know, a centimetre tall and a centimetre Yeah, they're long. pretty small. And you put them in a black bag and you shake them and then you let them out of the bag and what position they land in um, dictates, dictates how yeah, how many points you get for that round. Yeah. And one of the positions is making bacon. bacon. 
and that's if they land on top of each other, which has never happened in the history yeah. of this game. <laughs> they usually just tend to land on opposite sides of the table. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be like the least high stakes game ever. Yeah, it is. It's all about random chance and there's only like about three possibilities that it could possibly be. Yeah, Piggin is quite low stakes yeah. game compared to Whaling. <laughs> but yeah, I can't remember what that game's called. I'll Google it and put a link to it from the episode list. But you're not missing out if you've never played this. No. So if you were planning a board game party, here's two board games to leave out. <laughs> May I suggest Cluedo? <laughs> See, I'm not like really big into Cluedo either. I like Cluedo. I've never, like, I think I've tried it like once or twice. But it seems like once you have to guess, then you're out of the game. Yeah. And so... But you should know from playing who it is. But there's also one person who's kind of excluded from the game because they have to know the answer. Like, they have to rule. Like Ah, uh, yeah, true. So it's like you need a lot of people, then one person still can't really play. <laughs> and then as soon as you... So what's your favourite board game? What do I like? I like Uno a lot. Uno is really fun. Except, like, now they've done those new Unos where it's, like, they're different cards. Yeah, and there's, like, those blank cards and there's always, like, arguments over what counts and what doesn't. Is yeah. that what you're talking about? Well, I mean, like, they just changed the style of them. Yeah. Like, they used to be kind of, like, old school and retro, and now they tried to make them hip or something. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we've got, like, the swirly cards, and I'm like, this isn't the Uno, I remember. Yeah. But, I don't know, that's just me being a Uno hipster or something. <laughs> I used to be so much fun that um, for probably the whole time I lived in Japan and a lot of my life, Yeah. still now, in fact, I carry a deck of Uno everywhere I go. They're quite tattered, though. How, like, often was it used? I don't know, probably once a month. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad, because, like, you'd find yourself, like, on a train or something and be like, don't want to uh, push you into anything, but who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I remember Here's one... a deck I prepared earlier. I remember one time, this is, like, the most uncool story of our lives. Ours? Yeah. Oh, I remember this. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we were on the train, and uh, it was, like, us and a couple of friends, and then we are like, heading out for a big night in the city. And I was like... Uno? <laughs> yeah, I, I probably was you that it suggested was me. it. I've been carrying those cards since, like, possibly I was 16. Okay? <laughs> I've had them for a lot of years. Wow. And so uh, we uh, got, like, a group of, like, five or six of us, and we were all, like, really enjoying this Uno on the train. Because <laughs> it's, like, an hour train trip to the city, so, you know, it was good. We kind of got really into we it. We were so into it. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> and uh, then we're like, oh, we're going to this bar, but I just want to hang out and play but Uno. Uno. <laughs> became really competitive yeah and so then we uh found this bar and we just set up um, in a corner and started playing uno in the bar if you live in melbourne it was cherry bar which is like famous for being a rock bar with like really good bands and stuff like that (laughs) and we just staked out a corner and we're like all right we're here (laughs) everyone still got their hand i think it like peaked on the train and so then we got like one or two rounds into it i'm like what are we doing (laughs) (laughs) i think we became quite conscious that people were watching us play uno at this bar yeah you don't think they were jealous they were. They were like, what a smart girl carrying Uno with her everywhere she goes. I hear they have, like, the Uno championships in Russia. Do they? Yeah, I, don't, I can't, like, imagine that there's a whole lot of skill involved into it. Really? It's, it seems weird because your chances at doing well depend on what cards you randomly pick up. Yeah, true. So it's like... I guess it's like having the craps world championships. Like. Yeah, yeah, it's just all <laughs> luck and this. Like, if you can understand, like, a lot of, you know, poker and gambling and stuff. There's like, yeah. a skill involved. But Uno, it's like, unless you Maybe can... people have Uno tells. Maybe. <laughs> but it's like, you're not making money on this thing, are you? <laughs> like, I don't know who's, who's going out of oh, their Oh, he's making his I've got a blue card face. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, that would be tells. Like, when you're going to change the colour or something, you're like, mm, how about blue? 
Yeah, okay, because you could kind of say, like, you could fake people out and, like, change it to red, and then that might mean that you've got just a red left. Yeah. Or it could mean that you've got a yellow left and you want them to not change it to red. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And I suppose there's, like, prudent use of the reverses and skips and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) But it just seems like one of those things that's, like, the people who are travelling all the way to Russia... (laughs) <laughs> to hone their Uno craft is like, well... Look, basically what you're saying is you think whaling is more acceptable than Uno. Yes. More of a sport. That was That's what I was getting to. <laughs> Let's just move on to our... Ranger Vicky! I found the freakiest story. I don't think you're going to be okay with this at all. It's probably the freakiest story you've ever heard. What do you mean? I'm not going to be okay with it. Like, you're going to, I don't know, refuse to believe it exists. Oh, okay. It's on that sort of level. Like... I just really want everyone to take a seat, put on your favourite socks. If you've not got pants on, do that first. Sure. <laughs> it's more difficult <laughs> to get them over fluffy socks. Okay. Um, are you sitting down? I'm uh, squatting. Okay. That's almost a sit. <laughs> Is that you speaking for our listeners? They're sitting, they're relaxed. No. Maybe get your favourite beverage because you won't want to get up after this story because you will be afraid. What everyone says, like, when you hear big news, you should sit just in case, I guess, you're about to collapse out of grief or excitement or something. No, this is like you're going to want to batten the hatches, like get into a comfortable position where you can defend yourself for the rest of eternity. Oh, okay. I'm going to be scarred from the world around me after this. Yeah, you're going to be afraid. So, yeah, get comfortable. You will collapse from shock and B, you'll need to be in a position where it's okay to be afraid of the world. So maybe a squat is the optimum position because then I'll be able to... You can leap out of it and attack. But even that won't help you. All right, well, just lay it on me. Yeah, maybe you should just lay down and die before I tell the story because... <laughs> I was planning to anyway, but at least if you want to tell me a bedtime story before, before I do that. In May yeah. 2011. Mm. So it's taken a while to filter down to us. Sure. So we've lived out of the fear of what we could have known. Well, I've done pretty well since May. Do you think that I need to know the story? Well, it was May 2011, so yeah, it's over a year. You've done all right. So, like, I haven't really felt afraid of my surroundings. Shall we skip this then? Shall we skip Ranger Vicky this week? That's what I'm saying. Like, do I need to be that scared if I've uh, survived long enough to last over a year without... Are you an insect? No. Okay, then. Actually, guys, don't worry. (laughs) All insect listeners. Oh, okay. Hail death. Um, All human listeners celebrate life. And insect death. Yeah, that's right. If you're a fan of insecticide... (laughs) Yes, although all of you out there who are exterminators, perhaps um, time to change businesses. (laughs) Are all insects going to die? Is this what we're talking about? In the journal BMC Ecology, researcher David Hughes from Pennsylvania State University. Not from Nova's Breakfast Show? No, not Dave Hughes, made famous by his voice. Mm. Um, Although, I don't know. It doesn't say it's not him. It could also be moonlighting at the university. Of <laughs> Pennsylvania. Yeah, that's right. It's like, I've got this uh, hilarious gift to get angry at things in the morning. <laughs> but at night, there's some good insect shit going on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> he started off his, on his night shift at the beginning of his um, comedy career. <laughs> Reported that a parasitic fungus infects forest ants to fulfill its bidding. Oh, I might have heard about this. The fungus fills the ant's head with fungal cells and changes its muscles so that the ant can grab a leaf in a death grip just when and where the fungus wants it. Specifically, they all bite down around noon 
then all die together around sunset like some weird fungus-addled ant cult. What do you mean they bite down on the leaf? At noon, because that's when this plant needs them to do that. Okay. And then what? And then they die together at, at midnight. But what, is it a poisonous plant or something? No, no, no. This fungus yeah. is controlling these ants to do its bidding. Yeah. And so they can just get them to, I don't know, kill this plant because they're against this plant. Oh, the fungus wants to kill the plant. Yeah. Okay. So these are zombie ants. Yeah, I've heard like the, the of this happening where the ants become controlled and they're kind of just like... Controlled by a fungus. It's not even like oh, by like another animal. Or something, yeah, no, it? it's a fungus. Okay, because I think there's like a parasite that controls certain ants as well. It's in a, it must be in a similar way. But then eventually... They kind of, as like a symbiotic relationship. No, these ants die. So, yeah, if they bite into this plant. No, 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 they all bite down, yeah, and then they bite into the plant and die. It's crazy that it all happens like at the same time as well. It's freaky, yeah. So they get them all to bite down on this plant at noon and then around sunset the plant, I guess, kills them. It must be a poisonous plant. Yeah, right. So the fungus, I guess, is protecting itself or something from the ants and this plant. So are they trying to kill the ants or are they trying to kill the plant? Or Possibly both. both. Hmm. The fungus then bursts out of the ant's head and spreads its spores to its next victim. <laughs> How gross is that? So freaky. Another report in September found the genetic culprit that sends caterpillars to the top of trees where they liquefy and rain infectious death down on their peers. Okay. <laughs> infectious death being what? <laughs> yes. Like, no, that's all we need to know. I know. The virus that zombifies these gypsy moth caterpillars also makes sure that they grow as large as possible so they spread infectious viruses as far as possible. It's pretty nuts. They also send the caterpillars crawling up trees in the middle of the day when they're most vulnerable to bird attacks. <laughs> and then does it infect the bird or yeah. something? Yeah. So freaky. So there's like funguses out there that are trying actively mind-controlling animals to get them to kill their enemies and themselves. You didn't say that in A Bug's Life, did you? <laughs> no. <laughs> didn't come up in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need that in, like, all those movies, Ants as well. Yeah. Where it's, like, the third act. Oh! <laughs> I just smacked my head on the laptop. Head-butted the computer. <laughs> A fungus made me do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first sign. Yeah. Um, if my head starts to grow large and liquefy, run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm getting out of here. I'm quarantining my bedroom. This infectious death is coming my That's way. Right. You see me climbing up a tree. Don't follow. <laughs> when I got that um, that Japanese, uh, you know, prediction. Yeah. What's it called? Danger is all. Around. Oh, you're Dan constantly attacked by danger or something. Yeah, danger lurks all around me. <laughs> what was it? What's it called? A, it's just a fortune. Oh, a fortune. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I got my Japanese fortune, I did not expect it to be Vicky's head yeah, exploding right. in infectious caterpillars' death. I know. Isn't that freaky? That really freaked me out. Yeah, well, that's what I was saying. Like, you need in the third act of Ants or Bugs Life. Where it gets a bit that of... That was the director's cut. Yeah. <laughs> deemed too dark for cinemas. You just see the uh, the behind-the-scenes storyboards or something. You can actually see it in the background if you look very carefully. Oh, uh, okay. You yeah. zoom in and there's just, like, a whole bunch of ants binding down at, like, the clock strikes 12 <laughs> yeah. and then heads exploding. But, uh... Cool. It's also part of the lesser-known storyline of Up. <laughs> Is that You've got to get above be... the treetops. Oh, okay. Maybe that was the, uh... The subtext in Up was that they were being controlled. Yeah, the that's right. The old man and the kid. 
by they a fungus. Had, they had fungus, and then <laughs> yeah. after the credits, if you stick around long enough, their heads will explode. That's <laughs> nice of Insane ramblings ruining your childhood dreams. Well, it's, it's good at Pixar to uh, include things like that for the older kids. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Older kids being adults. <laughs> yeah, if you want. I, I prefer to call them grown-up grown up childs. <laughs> That's long to say. <laughs> I guess that's why they came up with the term adults. But now remember when we had that um, Craig segment where it was like child cats? Yeah, yeah, yeah. instead of kittens. I just yeah. call them child, child cats. Child grown ups. Child grown ups? <laughs> Isn't that children though? Grown up childs? Yes. <laughs> mm. Tony Child's rejected stage name. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Um, well, she should have gone with it then. <laughs> Maybe she would have made it further. Star Turtle needed to tow planet. Written by Terry Pratchett? Probably. He does not leave his name. So for anyone who hasn't listened craig segment in a while or has been listening and is confused by what craig segment actually is because we haven't <laughs> explained it recently it's basically the best of craig's list the website where you can post ads for anything and this guy apparently needs a star turtle seeking the services of a star turtle or other celestial amphibian to tow our planet closer to the sun so what's in star snake is that uh, another reptile star frog star frog it's basically star frog or star turtle or star toad a star toad, true. Let's not throw them out of the mix. No, maybe some kind of star we... axolotl. As <laughs> we... No, they're a fish, right? Can we stretch mm. to, like, I think star can... gecko? I think axolotls can go on land, but they prefer not to or something. I had a friend who this week managed to end up watching a YouTube video of a gecko choking on honey, <laughs> and that is too much time on your hands. <laughs> well, did... Uh... What's the path that you get there from? Because you always get into those YouTube black holes. Where you just keep clicking. Yeah, yeah, you see, like, people watch this, watch this. It's like she probably just started out with, like, Lady Gaga's yeah, music video like, or something. Like, what's come out from Nicki Minaj? Yeah. <laughs> Three hours later. <coughs> <laughs> Somebody <laughs> save that gecko! Gecko chokes on honey. Yeah, I gotta watch this. <laughs> Maybe it was... Um, she Back came to from, Nicki Minaj after this, that's yeah, weird. <laughs> she came from Charlie Bit My Finger. It's just a series <laughs> of people choking or biting things. <laughs> we need to evaporate a lake. Please... Note that the lake is sentient and evil, so please be Aww. prepared for that. Don't worry, we don't have peanut butter. Pardon? We don't have peanut butter, but don't worry. Why does that matter? Because it's a sentient evil lake, maybe, you know. Oh, we need to feed it peanut butter or something to keep it quiet. Well, obviously, Where is the opposite. This lake? They say their planet, but they don't specify what planet. I thought they said our planet. It's not on Earth? Well, I'm not familiar with the services of star turtles, etc., so maybe it could be Earth, but if, you know, there's not too many giant lakes around that I'm familiar with on Earth. Mm. So he could have just posted it on Earth's Craigslist. Oh, I see. Yeah. Not knowing what planet would best fetch him a star amphibian. Slash reptile. I think he needs to diversify. But maybe, you know, this uh, sentient evil lake only can oh, be towed with I see. star turtles. Well, could you have a sea snake then? I don't know. <laughs> I have to ask this guy. Because yeah. I, I know a star sea snake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Well, well, we'll offer him that and see what he comes back with. We um we had some comments, and by some comments, I mean a comment. Oh, yeah? On uh, one of our YouTube videos. 
which was for the giant Buddha that we went to visit in Kamakura, Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, I can only imagine it was a positive and kind, encouraging note. Of course. To show us how hilarious we are and that we should continue creating content for internet. Yes, you are 100%. Find our YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Those people are very nice and constructive in their feedback. Yes. Um, and they would never just write something hastily with poorly thought out grammar. No. But, uh, yeah, we, we went to visit and um, the guy Granger Smith commented on us. Oh, Uncle Grange. Oh, you know this guy? <laughs> <laughs> um, and he, uh, I guess he didn't get the joke of my underappreciation for the giant Buddha. <laughs> there was a joke? A little one. <laughs> but yeah, for anyone who hasn't seen the video, which is probably most people since it hasn't got a shitload of views, basically I was underwhelmed, as I have outlined in the podcast before, by the size of the giant Buddha saying, when they call it the giant Buddha, maybe they should actually make it more giant, like it was pretty big. But I expected <laughs> bigger things. Like we're in the, the, uh, the land of Tokyo where... They've got, you know, Godzillas and giant robots fighting each other, Mount Fuji. Like, all the giant things are pretty freaking giant. I feel like we've got more big things in Australia. I think that that's where you're coming from. Maybe that's what else. You're from the land of the big banana, the big pineapple, the giant worm. Yeah, the big koala, the big bottle. No, where's the big bottle? It's quite near the giant pineapple. Is it? What's in it? Uh, Lots of... It's made up of lots of little bottles. Uh. And so it's like a giant bottle constructed of smaller bottles. Wow. And you can go inside the it. The inception stuff. of bottles. Yeah. And inside there's an even smaller bottle? Probably. Whoa. It's like one of those uh, ships in a bottle, but just another bottle. And on that ship there's a bottle. And on that bottle there's a bottle. Oh my goodness. Wow. So, uh, yeah, this guy commented on our exploits in Japan. And this yep. is what he wrote. Why'd you go there anyway? Why don't you just go to Disneyland, Japan? I don't get it. This is one of the core religions that influenced Japan's entire way of life, that and Shintoism. And this statue is beautiful and it has a history and meaning religious and historically for the people there. To mock people's religious beliefs really stinks in their culture, just ignorant, immature and rude, I think. This is a sacred site. You went out of your way to mock how sweet, cool man, and they, <laughs> did he did a thing. frowny emoticon. Which, uh, to our replied, we weren't trying to disrespect any religious beliefs, just having some fun. And uh, I've been to Disneyland too, I had a similar reaction. Because I don't know if you've uh, been to Magic Mountain, but I it have not. Is I've never been to any Disneyland purposely. It's really weird. Like I went to uh, both Hong Kong Disneyland and uh, uh, Anaheim, and in America especially, it's like wheelchair central. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really strange. Like I guess you can hire wheelchairs there, but they've got those things where it's uh, you know the wheelchair. Like, the disabled people can kind of get to the front of certain lines. Yeah. But then, like, you can also buy fast passes, which get you to those lines. And then I think people just don't need the wheelchairs, but they buy them to just... It was probably started in an attempt to cut lines, and then they're like, you don't need the wheelchair. And so now they just sit in lines in wheelchairs. What? Because the lines for the rides are, like, hours long. Oh, yeah. And so you're, like waiting in line and there's like 16 people in a wheelchair in this, you know, 100 people line. Oh, wow. And I was like standing next to some of them in the line for Magic Mountain and it was like a group of three friends and then uh, like the next thing I know, a different person is sitting in the wheelchair. Oh, so just using it as a chair. Yeah. Like taking it in turns to sit in it. And I was like, 
did you just get healed or are you trying to like <laughs> scam someone? Like what's going on? It's really weird that they walk in. But you just got healed at the expense of your friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My legs work. Oh, there's a faith. Mine suddenly stopped. There's a faith healer going around that uh, you have to transfer your ailment into someone else to. Uh, so it's nice that you picked someone nearby and a friend. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's like a weird part of Disneyland America. Oh, there you go. But uh, yeah, imagine I've obviously out. never been to Disneyland. I'm not really interested in it. Just what you don't like uh, roller coasters or too like commercial or what? I don't know. Just, I'm just literally not interested. It just doesn't interest me in any way. Do you go to theme parks in general? Mm, not especially many. No. Okay. Well, it was pretty fun, but you know, for the happiest place on earth, I think it oversells itself <laughs> better than a hot bouncy castle if that's what you're getting. At. <laughs> Somewhere on that continuum. Yeah. So uh, thanks for your comment, Granger Smith, and. Uh, Oh, yeah, there was a few things from last episode that I forgot to point out. Like, um, at the end of the episode, I played a clip from prior to the episode, I guess. Oh, yeah. It's very uh, Pulp Fiction-y in our insane ramblings lately. Yeah. And so um, it was a clip of us and my sister Kirsty talking about the Fifty Shades of Grey book. Yeah. Which I guess my sister's reading. But we didn't point out... That's what we were talking about, because <laughs> I started the recording just a bit too late. Or, like, well, when you asked me originally, I can't believe your sister's reading Fifty Shades of Grey, but she wasn't around for that segment. Oh, okay. And so I didn't have any uh, audio. Yeah. And so the conversation starts out with, Kirsty, I can't believe you're reading porn. <laughs> <laughs> so it might misrepresent her slightly. Yeah, I thought I should just clarify that She's uh, not just, like, got the new Playboy for articles or something. <laughs> yeah. um, that's what we were talking about. And the other thing that we uh, forgot to kind of cap off on last week was that I started talking about the time that the guy in my office dropped the C-bomb and I was, <laughs> yeah. like, amazed that he would just assume that I was cool with it after only working there for a few weeks. And uh, I didn't actually finish the story to relate to why I brought that up. Yeah. And it was just because um, I was afraid of getting that nickname, like, you know, the C-bomb or the guy, like, being known as the man around the office who's like, ah, oh, yeah, he's, he's, you know, the guy that just is always dropping the C-bomb. Um, <clears throat> because my, of the Captain Awesome nickname that yeah. stuck. Like, I've talked about it before on the podcast where just a couple of weeks into work, I joked jokingly said that I should be called Captain Awesome because there was another guy at work called Ben. And uh, then gradually over the course of the year, that stuck. Yeah. And so I was called Captain Awesome and then people would forget what it was and call me Captain Amazing. And then <laughs> Which ended, is just terrible. And then ended up at Captain Fabulous for a while. <laughs> that's not I'm like good. That's not what that's I meant. Like Captain very... Um... <laughs> it's much more gay than I yeah. started. But it's like a... Captain Awesome is embarrassing enough as it is. Captain and Fabulous is terrible. Yeah, so I'm just, like, afraid that... It's only going to feel like an interior designer. I know, and, uh, yeah, I guess they just totally forgot what my original joke was and just made up their own, <laughs> which somehow got progressively worse. So that's why I brought up this story for anyone who was like, what does this have to do with what he was talking about? Yeah. Because we were just talking about nicknames or something like that. Oh, yeah, it was, like, my birthday recently. Yeah. I was talking to another friend whose birthday it was also. Mm-hmm. He was saying how he didn't tell people that it was his birthday 
because it was too late in the day. What? I guess, like, if you've been working with someone for, like, the whole day, would you then want to bring up, oh, yeah, it's my birthday, you know, at 3 o'clock in the afternoon or something? Well, maybe just as I was leaving, like, oh, I'm going to head off now, going to have my birthday dinner. But then don't you think that people feel guilty because they've obviously forgotten about your birthday? No, because they're not expected to know. They're just work people. Like, depends how close you are, I guess. Like, if you just work together, that's fine. But if you expect them to be, like, friends... I know, it seems like people, like, are somehow expected to know it's your birthday. Nah. That's what Facebook's for. That's the whole entire reason Facebook was invented. Well, that's the, <laughs> that was the other thing that he was saying, is that he purposefully turns off his Facebook wall on his birthday because... He doesn't want people to wish him happy birthday? Well, I think he was afraid that people wouldn't... Like, not many people would wish him happy birthday on Facebook. Oh, and wow. then he would feel bad because he didn't get enough likes or whatever. That's so weird. Who counts? Know. Well, I count. I got a lot. Do you count? <laughs> I don't count. But I mean, like... Because I assume that if someone doesn't write happy birthday, mm. they don't mean having crap birthday. Like, I'm sure if they knew, they would wish me happy birthday. Well, like, the majority of happy birthdays that I got on Facebook were just people that obviously had just seen my uh, today's your birthday, blah, blah, Well, exactly. And just, like, written, like, just literally happy birthday, man, happy birthday, Ben, happy yeah. birthday. It was, like, not, you know, any uh, thought put into it. But, uh... It seems like you get, like, a generous amount of those as long as you've got, like, a, enough friends online anyway. Yeah, I just feel like most people generally, if they know it's their birth, your birthday, would assume... you. I can assume that everyone who I know wants me to have a good birthday. Yeah, Like, yeah. there's no arch nemesis out there plotting to be like, <laughs> crappy birthday, ha, 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 ha. I see what I did, it rhymes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I just assume, like... I'm going to totally write that next time. <laughs> if they forget, it's not like they don't like my birthday or something. Yeah. Well, it's also weird, like, the first few people that wished me happy birthday because uh, it was, like, very unexpected people. I always get really weird from. people, like people who I knew in, like, year eight. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that you haven't seen in five years. Yeah. And then it's like, well, once a year, they'll pop up on my wall just saying, hey, man, happy birthday, and then disappear. <laughs> the it was like, but it was like, especially, I don't know, it just seemed to be the first few people that wish me happy birthday were people that I hadn't seen in a particularly long time. <laughs> I'm like, why are these, these people caring about me? But then you realise, oh, yeah, it's just because it notifies everyone. But it's still nice. Like, they go out of their way to, like, yeah, yeah. happy birthday, Ben. Well, especially if it was people that I probably... Like, if I'm not that close to someone, I'm probably not going to be writing it. But then... Because I feel a bit creepy. Like, I noticed it's your birthday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, but do you miss me? <laughs> a few of these people had their birthday within a few days of mine. And so I'm like, maybe they're just trying to get happy ah, birthday kudos I for see. the next they're week. They're concerned about having to turn their wall off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought that was kind of funny. So, you know, I replied crappy birthday just to uh, get them. It was you, I knew yeah. it. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, wondering why there was an evil face with a question mark over it, which would be a crappy birthday. <laughs> like, is that the Riddler? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and one other thing that we did talk about that uh, seeing as we've kind of got to wrap up a few loose ends was um, your uncle. Or Which? A, your attractive one. Oh, okay. Not yeah. my uncle that wrote uh, the comment on our YouTube video about how offensive we are. No, no, no. Granger. <laughs> uh, this the family guy. calls him Grange. Grangey McGee. Sometimes G-Range. Oh, okay. Yeah. What up, G-Dog? <laughs> G-Range. Holla. No, we talked about him That's on... That's religious tolerance. All right. We talked about him on our Tokyo Slumber Party episodes. 
Yeah, we did, because he became on the TV as you were arriving in Japan. And he looked like Soya from Lost, yes. which we also <laughs> frequently talked about. Yeah, you didn't tell us that he was on the Dragon's Den TV show. Yeah, that's my uncle. Yeah, I don't know. That, that seems like a cool thing. Because I only found out because uh, my cousins recognized him. Really? Right? Yeah, yeah. From our podcast page? Yeah. Wait, what? And they're like, isn't that guy on Dragon's Den? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Oh my goodness. And so... Uh, no wonder they want us to start dating. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, people keep um, asking me when, when me and Vicky are going to go out. And my answer is never. Oh my god, Ben said because his heart hate, hates uggos. Well, that was your your solution was to say, tell them that I'm hideously ugly, <laughs> and that'll stop them asking. It will. Tell them I'm hideous. Why not? They'll probably want me to go out if you out of sympathy. Then oh, I'll be like, no one else will have her. Yeah. <laughs> she needs a boyfriend who cares about radio only. <laughs> but uh, yeah, those, voice. Those, I have to try and understand it. Those same uh, kids. Were asking me about your uncle if he was on Dragon's Den. And it seems like I've only seen that show like a long time ago when it was, I guess, the Australian version. Mm. And so, what is he on the UK, UK one? UK version, yeah. It's just like people trying to rip off, rich like people. people <laughs> no, like rich people ripping off people with good ideas. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, what does he have like ever invested in this shit? Yeah, I've seen him invest in a few things. I don't know. I don't really watch it regularly, but he's like he's retired, so now he full-time like invests in startups and helps them get off the ground because it always seems like a lot of those shows they're cool ideas but i don't know what chances are of them like making money. money i don't know i've never asked him i know he was part of the like startup to make one like a chip that was in the ipod or something oh yeah yeah because they had to make some certain chip a lot smaller and this guy could do it but he didn't have like the business expertise to like sell it to people so he was involved in that that sounds like a pretty good one to get on yeah <laughs> well he had no way of knowing obviously yeah the time was going to be huge well, it's like you see, like, people, like, I don't know, the only thing that I remember from that show was, like, some guy invented, like, a new type of tent. I remember that as well. Why is that <laughs> so memorable? It was, like, a concrete tent. Oh, I don't think so. I what, remember, what like... What a concrete tent sounds like a horrible idea? No, it would go up and then, like, be as hard as concrete or Oh, something. okay. Yeah. No, I think this one was, like, one that was, like, like a tent slash hammock or something like that. Oh, okay, no, a different type of tent. Mine was, like, quite a serious maybe, idea. Maybe all the... Uh, Tent the ideas uh, tents on that show there's like about that's 50... what's called Dragon's Den yeah, yeah. slash tent <laughs> Dragon's Tent yeah we uh, we got a few iPod bits and pieces and then the rest is just 90% tents <laughs> <laughs> tent market is booming yeah yeah or the potential for innovation in tents yeah yeah you, you see the guys like I want $50,000 and I'll sell you 10% of the company and they're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How about $1,000 for 80%? Exactly. Yeah. And the guy's like, obviously, like, uh, okay. And then he's just, like, a young kid and kind of gets tricked into agreeing to this, like, <laughs> shitty business deal. I just wonder, like, if people go through with it afterwards or they like, actually... Well, how did I do that? Just yeah. be like, wait a minute, that's stupid. Why would I ever agree to this thing? Yeah, that's true, because you don't see them, like, sign the contract on the show. No. You just like it should like chase them up six months from now to see if they either like regretted it. Yeah, like rich or just living in a gutter or something. <laughs> well, I guess the reason why to get into the actual serious side of yeah, Dragon's yeah. Den, <laughs> like, is because you get their expertise and business contacts as well as like the money. So you get free money, whereas from a bank you'd have to pay it back if the business idea didn't work. Yeah. So there's zero risk starters from you except you have to sell like 80 percent of your idea or whatever yeah or but there's zero risk on the other hand like you don't have a, you're not gonna have a huge loan to pay back yeah 
So your business won't go under. Well, I don't know. It seems like both sides of that deal are, is probably like too risky for the guy who's like your uncle giving out shitloads of money to these people with ideas that don't know how to make something. Yeah, but that's what his part of it is. That's why they give him a percentage of the company. Yeah. Because so he, he knows how to sell ideas, I guess, and they have the idea. Yeah. But they don't really know how to sell it. So can I buy your uncle's concrete tent? <laughs> I think I said, can I buy your uncle? I was like, probably. I'll invest in him. That'll show everyone. He seems to be doing pretty well for himself. Yeah, right. I'll buy 80% of him. I can't believe they recognized him from Dragon's Den. That's so weird. Yeah, well, I didn't know about all this until the, they pointed it out to me. My yeah. dad was actually a foster child that was separated from his family for many years. So, so he was a... Oh, he, so is this his biological brother? Biological brother. Okay. And um, he hadn't seen him in like 10 years or something. Yeah. That wasn't because they were separated, but they didn't grow up together or anything. Okay. And then like they didn't, they just didn't see each other for 10 years. And then we were watching like Sunday business or something. And there's like a speedboat like powering away <laughs> on this show. And dad's like, I know that man on that speedboat. <laughs> It's my brother. I was like, I don't believe you. Like, yeah, sure. And he's like, dad. no, I'd know that face speeding away anywhere. He's always trying to run away from me when I'm coming <laughs> after him for his money. Yeah, that's right. So that's how they found each other again after like ten years. Oh, what, like he found him through the TV show. Yeah. Well, he like googled his name and like found his email address and emailed him, and he's like, it's your brother, your brother Rodney. Your uncle sounds awesome. Why? Because <laughs> he was on TV on a speedboat. Yeah, like that's how this I is... want people to find me. <laughs> this is my dad's brother, Jeff Probst. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if if I had a long lost sibling that I uh, didn't know about, I want them to find me through like standing on the bow of a speedboat, just looking all important, having my hair blowing in the wind. <laughs> Well, he knew about him. Like, they kind of known each other, but they had been out of contact for quite some time. So, like, do you know what show this was or anything? Sunday Business. Like, you know how there was, like, a show on Channel 7 that was, like, Sunday afternoons and it was about, like, investing and stuff? That's it was so called funny. Business Sunday or something. So, what, was he, like, investing in a, a boat thing? I think he was just talking about his investments. No, he, he was buying Michael Schumacher's boat, but I don't think that was as an investment. <laughs> I, just, I don't think you invest in that sort of thing. I it think sounds it's like, just for funsies. It sounds like the opening credits of, like, a 90s sitcom or something. Yeah, I know. It's like, no, even like a teen drama. I'm like, buying Michael Schumacher's boat. <laughs> well, it's like, I can imagine that being like... Um, the odd couple. 90210 or something where everyone's just hanging out on boats and looking hot and rich. Oh, and... I thought you meant my dad, like, I thought you meant like the original odd couple or something. like. Oh, where it was like rich man, poor man. Yeah, couple, exactly. <laughs> Not that my dad's poor, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like a wacky sitcom stuff. <laughs> But yeah, he seems to appear randomly in the lives of his relatives on TV. So do you think that when your dad went to track this guy down that he's like, oh, here's like another long lost relative trying to find me no, for my money? No, because like I said, they knew each other. Like, So he knew he was... They'd visit each other like as kids and like they'd known each other even sort of as adults, but then they lost contact because dad moved to Melbourne and Richard's from Sydney. Yeah, right. It sounds like in Oprah, in her final season, that she revealed that she had some long lost sister or something. Yeah. It's like, as that sister, you would be like, fuck yes, I'm Oprah's <laughs> sister. It's like, that would be so amazing that you go through your whole life and if you could pick, like, anyone in the world to be related to, you're like, Oprah. I think Oprah. <laughs> She's, like, the richest freaking person in the world and she seems, like, you know... Pretty kind. Yeah. 
she's generous. She's going to want to take advantage of the publicity of <laughs> finding her She's not going to give the whole audience Vaseline and give you nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a Tyra move. I wouldn't want to be Tyra's long enough, sissy. I find that out and you're like, ah, oh, Tyra. <laughs> Could be anyone, like. You know, Ricky Lake at least. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we could at least sing the Go Ricky song over Thanksgiving. <laughs> she answers and she did well for herself in Hairspray, I think. She's trying to carve the turkey and you're like, Go Ricky, Ricky go, go Ricky. Ricky. <laughs> yeah, so that could be good times. An interesting meme is always a good thing to come along with a sister if you can't have generous and rich. Is there a Go Ricky meme? There is now. Uh, okay. <laughs> if she was my sister, I'd make one. We just have to find a series of photographs of Ricky Lake doing various activities. I liked Ricky Lake. She seemed really nice. I never really liked any of those shows. It seemed like, you know, you got your Ricky Lake and Jerry Springer and all those daytime chat shows that just revolve around people in the audience shouting their name. <laughs> I liked Ricky. She seemed like a nice person. Except she had douchey people on the show every episode. No, it was always interesting, actually. There was, like, people with open marriages who came to, like, talk about why they have open marriages and... It's actually really interesting sometimes. It was one of those shows that seemed to go on for forever. Like, how many years did Ricky Lake? Yeah, I know. Yeah, true. Anyway, what's my story time? Okay. (laughs) I forgot to uh, play the intro for What's My Story last episode. So for anyone who was up in arms about (laughs) the lack of What's My Story, you can be happy to hear that it's back. What's my, what's my story? Why did you leave my chuckle at the end? Yeah, I know, because it makes it sound like you're enjoying it and then you actually chuckle after every every time we hear it. Oh, it sounds like I've actually laughed at our own intro every yeah. time. Is that why you put it in? I, I don't in know. In case it fails to amuse I me. I can't remember why I kept it in. But you, uh, you seem to laugh at like the intro for this episode. Like, you're totally, obviously, watching your reaction while I played it, forgotten the hangout, hangout, or someone much yeah. older than you, like, the song that you sung, like, a week and a half ago. And I completely forgot that. What the hell is that about? That was about me hanging out with elderly people. <laughs> Why were you doing that? Because as a kid, it's obviously good to get some... Diversify? Uh, yeah, get some, uh, need some perspective from your elders. <laughs> My mistake. No, it was, like, talking about... Uh, when I flipped off that woman in the car and then somehow we <laughs> got into that story of me hanging out with old people in songs regarding... I remember writing a song about it. Yeah, well, somehow that's we ended up at you improvising a song and I put it in the intro and you clearly did not remember this. <laughs> no, I don't. But, uh, yeah, we've got some What's My Story, which is basically we choose a news article. We read... Are you reading a headline or just like a snippet from the article? Or? A headline. Okay, and then uh, I will try and guess what it is and we'll alternate. Vampire graves unearthed in Bulgaria. See, again, it seems like it uh, doesn't bury the lead here. No. (laughs) I'm going to guess that some kind of vampire graves were unearthed in, let's say, (laughs) Bulgaria. (laughs) But what do you think? So you think it's about vampires? How do you think that they know that they've unearthed vampires? Well, I guess that the theory is that they could have unearthed vampires or maybe some vampires unearthed graves. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, no, but that's what I mean. Like, how do you think they know that? I'm, I'm just going to say they found, like, some skeletal remains with, like, fangs or something. Okay, so that's your guess? Yeah. All right. Uh, close. Skeletal remains were found in Bulgaria with stakes driven through their hearts. That's pretty freaky. Yeah. So that was why they said vampire graves have been unearthed, because, yeah, they've dug up bodies from, like, that 
18th century or something like that with silver stakes jammed through their ribs. You think that in the days of the 18th century, silver would have been pretty rare and hard to come by? So you're going to want to use it to kill vampires. Exactly. I would... That's why no one wore jewellery in I the 18th bl- century. I can't believe anyone would like have buried that shit back then. You would have think that someone would have even like known about that they were burying these graves with stakes in them, that someone's like, I'll oh, just dig it up and steal the stake. <laughs> they won't notice. No, but people were that afraid of vampires. I guess. That's crazy. Like, yeah. I can't believe that that long ago people were so afraid of vampires and, like, the same mythology, I guess. All right, let's go with one of yours. Um, so this is just a, snick, a segment from the article. He added, the girl had a very nice backside, and I wanted to check out her face to see if it was nice as her figure. Oh, uh, I already know what the story is about. Oh, go on. I read it during the week. A man got fined for ogling a woman. How much? 50 pounds? Ooh, 90. Ugh, so close. He but only paid 50, perhaps. I like <laughs> He's paying it off on um, oh, yeah, deposits. The payment plan. Yeah. I like the uh, headline because it's not just, like, a guy. It says, dude, fined $90 or 90 pounds. Oh, yeah, I think it might have been 50 pounds yeah. or 60 pounds. Uh, Hang on. Yeah, 60 pounds, which is, I guess, an American article, so they translate to $90. But, yeah, it's not just, like, you know, man. Motorist. Yeah. yeah. Dude, find $90 after police cameras catch him checking out a hot chick while driving. What the hell? Was this from, like, Playboy or something? It was probably, from Ralph Magazine? It was probably, like, some 15-year-old that wrote it. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> this is citizen journalism at its best. But my dad actually told me about this story, believe it or not. Well, yeah, it was Rodney's interpretation. Um, he was saying that it wasn't for looking at the girl. It was because he stuck his head, like, right out the window. It sounds like he uh, had some first-hand experience with this. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people slow down to yeah, see what Rod's yeah, doing. Yeah. Did I tell you about the time Dad was randomly, like, looking up at the top of a building for no reason, really? Mm. Just, like, thinking about this building. And people, like, stopped around him and did the to same. To see what it was. Yeah, thinking that he was looking at something important. Yeah, I think that that happens if you kind of just weirdly stare into the distance or like especially if you're craning your neck upwards yeah people will try and see what you're looking at because it's not something that you'd often do without something to look at yeah i think he was just looking at the building <laughs> is that some good and i just like walked away and everyone was like what <laughs> you, you have to like look amazed at it and see how many people that you can get to follow you anyway yeah it was because he stuck his head like right out the window so it's not because he was actually checking someone out it was because he was leaning out the window which is illegal you can't have parts of your body protruding from the vehicle. Well, it says, it says that he admitted that the photographic evidence shows him leaning over and staring out the back window. I guess, like, he must have, like, been driving really and then crawled back yeah. into the back. <laughs> but I, it doesn't sound like his head was out the back window, but he must have, like, went over his seat while he was driving to... But like, it sounds like a pretty stupid thing to do. Like, there's checking girls out and then there's crashing your car to see if she's got a nice face. It's ridiculous. I can understand, like, you look in the rearview mirror kind of thing. And by the time that whatever you're looking at is in your rear view mirror is visible, it's so far away. Yeah, true. So you can't really see but it. But I don't even check people out when I'm driving. I don't even really notice But I'm what saying, they like, like, for example, <laughs> the time that I saw a man walking a chicken. Okay, yes, that does draw attention. That was, like... That uh, I would understand, but just to ogle someone, that's But, ridiculous. like, you, you couldn't see that in the rear view mirror, so we had to double back. <laughs> and... Like, that would have been the obvious solution. I would have rather doubled back than, like, climb into my back seat to look out after this girl. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just... Yeah, I don't really notice whether the people walking down the street are attractive. They have to be doing something pretty outrageous, like walking a chicken, to get my attention. (laughs) Well, you can hang on to your $90 then. See, I agree with him getting fined. I think you should be more careful when you're driving. It does seem like you made it kind of obvious. Yeah. 
Flying cat turns heads at art show. Hmm. Is this some kind of painting of a flying cat? No, it isn't. Is it some kind of cat that they actually strung up in some kind of weird art exhibit? No, a flying cat turns heads at art show. Maybe it's a like a cherub kind of cat <laughs> that just goes around and like physically turns people's Tangles heads. Turns heads, that's what I was snapped the necks of everyone that went to this <laughs> art show. Yeah, it's like some kind of ninja cat. cat with wings. <laughs> an artist turned his dead cat into a helicopter for an art show <laughs> and it flew around. Sure, why not? Didn't expect that, did you? <laughs> Is it art? It's like, <laughs> it's a flying helicopter cat. It's definitely something. Well, that would turn heads. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good for him, I guess. But I, did, I was going to ask you. We went to see me and my sister the Flight of the Concords last night. Uh, how was it? It was awesome. I didn't go. Hilarious. I went to a party with Big as the theme. Oh, yeah, what'd you guys? I didn't end up dressing up. Oh. <laughs> I was too busy working on my cable tie horse. And then time rolled by to go to the party. And I was like, all right. Can we get a twist tie horse update then, or twist tie pony, as it were? Yeah, twist tie pony. It's nearly finished. It just needs a table. Table? No, tail. It's yeah. on the table. Okay. It's probably about knee height with its head on, or perhaps like mid thigh. You've seen the picture of it next to the dollar bill. I put a ten dollar bill in this picture. Of, you oh may have yeah, noticed. yeah. I did notice. That. I didn't uh, realize it was for reference. <laughs> no, it was for you. Oh, thank you. Maybe, Appreciate you made the bone collector joke. There was also some change on there that yeah. I uh, thought it might have just been lying around on your table. It was, but I put it per, the pony purposely next to it nice. to give you some sort of perspective. Appreciate. Yeah, so I've got put a tail to go. Photos on the website. It's only yeah, and that the next section probably took me about an hour and a half. I had <laughs> Jeez. Christina Aguilera's burlesque in the background. Yeah, the body probably took about another hour. So you, we had legs originally. You had legs and like half a body or something when I saw it. Okay, so then the rest of the body probably took like an hour, and then the then there was like the headless horse. And then the head probably took about an hour and a half. All right. <laughs> so uh, the head and the neck. Yeah, do you have enough twist ties to finish it? Yeah, I've only got the tail to go. Are you gonna? Uh, what are you gonna do with it once you're finished? I don't know. I have a friend who owns an art gallery. He's like, well, I had this flying cat that turned yeah, heads. Yeah, yeah. So you have to turn it into a helicopter to get in or to care about <laughs> it anymore. I know. It's like um, Yoko Ono did some exhibition recently where she just got three piles of dirt. Yeah, you had to climb up like a ladder to see them though or something. Oh, really? I no, didn't there's even something like you climbed up a ladder and then there's a word in the sky like crap or something. <laughs> well, uh, if, if that can pass as art, then surely a twist tie pony is... The twist tie pony is amazing. I don't know why you frown upon it so heavily. No, I don't frown upon it. It just yeah, seems like... like you spent a lot of time on this thing it's, and put know. yourself through several episodes of Numbers and a shitty burlesque movie. <laughs> Was it alright? It just um, it got terrible uh, reviews, but uh, it wasn't great. I haven't seen it. It's it is what it is. I mean, you get exactly what you think you're gonna get. Has Christina's acting abilities? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's I like, said you'd get exactly what you would expect to get. Well, it's like you see, you get these like um, Britney Spears did that movie Crossroads and stuff as yeah. well. Yeah. Like, well, this doesn't really rely that heavily on her acting abilities. You could tell she me. just mostly sings the whole time. Yeah, well, she did have acting parts, but it's sort of not really central like most of it's just about dancing and it's singing. just trying to string together some songs yeah pretty much that probably makes more sense than trying to get but they've also got Kirsten Bell in it who plays like a bit part and I'm like why don't you just give her the main story and have Christina come in and sing every so often oh Kristen Bell from like Veronica Mars and stuff yeah yeah of Veronica Mars fame yeah that's weird and it's got Cher and stuff in it doesn't it it's yeah like... Cher's like the main character sort of one of the main characters and it's got Volchek from the OC wow I know definitely padding his resume yeah <laughs> Yeah, so we saw Fight of the Concords, 
and they put on a good show. But you know that song that they do, Hurt Feelings? I've yeah, got Hurt I've Feelings. Got hurt feelings. Yeah, yeah. At the start of that song, they... One of my dad's favourites. Oh, really? Or he can just relate? He likes to sing it when he's got Hurt Feelings. <laughs> At the start of the song, they make a big deal about all the stories that they tell in that song being true. Oh, really? You didn't notice this either? No. Because, like, Kirsty, my sister... I love how you revert to their accent when you start talking about it. <laughs> because I... Like, that's the start of the song. They say, like, the very first thing on the song is, these are all autobiographical raps, all true. Oh, yeah, us. true. Yeah. yeah. That sounded, like, yeah. way more Maori. We're invincible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they made a good uh, call back to that because in the live show they changed it up and stuff. So like, yeah, we've been Vince many times. <laughs> That's cute. What the hell is that? That was like... Now they're like New Zealand hoodlums. That's what I'm saying. It sounds like a, like a Jonah from Summer High's yeah, High when they do a Maori accent. We've been Vince many times. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> they did that song and in at the part where they get to... we. I asked my friends to go into town. They were too busy. Yeah, to go into town. Yeah, and then I saw my friends when I was they in the town. They were in town. watching that movie Made in Manhattan. Yeah. And I always like loved that story because Made in Manhattan is such a weird choice of movie. <laughs> you to see without your friends. Yeah, it's like surely if you went to see Made in Manhattan, you wouldn't be like, no, oh, don't I'm come. I'm in a cool group. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's, it's not the kind of movie that you're going to really turn away people. And it's also funny that his friends would choose Made in Manhattan over him. And <laughs> yeah. It's just like... I've been really waiting for this one, Brett. Sorry. Yeah. But then uh, in the live version... They're all too busy to go into town. Yeah. So I went down town. All <laughs> my friends are already in town. Like I said, they mix it up a bit. Yeah. And so instead of Made in Manhattan, I guess they updated it since that movie's a few years old now and they did The Iron Lady instead. Oh. <laughs> the Mill Street film. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you know I love Mill Street. <laughs> So that was a pretty good rap. That is good. Yeah. And uh, But that kind of annoyed me a little bit because at the start of the song, they make such a big deal about, about being all true. being true. And if you change the details, then it's God, not true. true. You felt disillusioned. Yeah. And I believe the flight of the Concords. Exactly. And so I was talking to my sister on the way home from the concert last night, and she was amazed that I believed any of those stories. Yeah. But I believed like all of them because they, wow. say, it, they say it's true like four times at the start of the I song. I didn't believe any of them. But you also, again, you didn't realise that they say autobiographical. Like, I guess, yeah. uh, like, if you conveniently ignore that <laughs> section. But whenever comedians make a joke, like, you see talk show hosts especially. Yeah. Because they make so many jokes about things, like news stories. Yeah. That they just embellish on and aren't true. Yeah. When something is actually true, they have to be like, we didn't doctor this at all. This is absolutely true. They make, like, yeah, such yeah, a big, such deal, a big of deal of it. it. And so it seems like if... It wasn't true. Why would they make a big deal of it in a similar way at the start? Well, maybe the scenario really happened, but it wasn't. Well, that's like what the actual film. Yeah, but now I have have to doubt the whole thing <laughs> because there were so so many good stories. Like he's talking about how the he uh, yeah he yeah. wants to a get man. a small man's get me a wetsuit, small man's wetsuit, and they offer him a lady's wetsuit instead. And just just like a lady's. Uh, yeah, and so uh, now I don't know how to trust. Fight of the Concords. That's one of the best lines. Yeah. And Kirsty's like, you really believed that someone thought he looked like a llama? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know, maybe. (laughs) It's like, it could be an offhanded comment that someone had mentioned. (laughs) But I know, I feel uh, duped a little bit, but uh, it was an awesome show. That's such a good song. That's one of my favourite songs of theirs, I think. I can chuck that at the end. And then follow up with Tenacious Thing. <laughs> so you've got some... We've got half the show is <laughs> content. Yes, I think we should just call off Insane Ramblings, actually. Just, like, make a playlist of 
comedy songs. Yeah, that's right. That'll be the new podcast. Well, we got some. Um, Here's some people that are funnier than us. We got some tripod in uh, one of the uh, Tokyo yeah, Slumber yeah. Parties. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we're covering our bases with parody bands. <laughs> well, comedy songs. Yeah. Shall we wrap it up? Yes, let's. So uh, thanks everyone for listening to Insane Ramblings episode forty eight. And remember, for the next few weeks, we'll be on the prop shows also. Uh, listen in to Sin FM. Yep. One, uh, sorry, 11 a.m. on Saturdays. And you'll hear the text line and the phone line if you want to interact for a change. It also streams online. And uh, you can text via the Sin website if you are in another country. So check out the time difference and feel free to log on at 2.30 a.m. and send us a text message via the Sin website. Yeah, we'll put all those podcasts of the prop shows all in our regular Insane Ramblings feed as well, so you can check it out with your existing iTunes subscription without uh, having to change anything around. But feel free to go to the uh, propshowsall.com website. There's a few uh, promos and stuff up there and uh, all the information that you need to listen to it if you uh, didn't catch any of that. Uh, so uh, also rate and review us on iTunes if you've got a few spare moments since you won't be listening to an hour and a half of content. <laughs> so you'll have a free hour and a half this week to... Uh, to rate and review us, uh, or to send us an email. So you can reach Ben at... Ben at InsaneRamblings.net. Or you can get me, Vicky, at InsaneRamblings.net. And I do appreciate that you called it content and not entertainment, <laughs> as we discussed. You can also get onto our Facebook page, uh, Facebook Tom... Yes, Facebook Tom. Mm. <laughs> and then he will Man, show he's you on my face. <laughs> my mistake. If you Facebook Tom to ask him about the decline of uh, my space, that'll be an interesting conversation. But if you'd like to Facebook us... Uh, Which would probably make more sense. About the decline of society. Yeah, we got plenty to say about that. <laughs> yeah. You can get us at facebook.com slash insane ramblings. All right. And uh, check out the new site, proposal.com. I really got to learn how to say this title. If you go to indecentproposal.com, you'll get that 90s film starring <laughs> Demi Moore, which is probably just as entertaining. Oh, okay. Good. It's good to know. Thanks, everyone. And, yeah, for at least the next 13 episodes... There will be a lack of insane ramblings, but there will be insane ramblings from us, just on a different show. Yes. Away, Seabird. Ramblings.